This is Thursday, January 4th. How can we have confidence that God is working for good when we're in places of difficulty? What is the assurance that God gives to us? Now this week we're looking at the heart and how we process what is happening in our lives, how our attitudes and our faith shape our experience. We have been saying that we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. What this means is that our heart condition and attitudes will be the lens through which we will experience everything in our lives. And that's why we want to start the new year here. Now here's our text for today, Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 to 21. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Now this scene comes from the end of Joseph's life. The narrative of Joseph in the in the Bible is the second longest one that we have after the story of King David. And here's what happened to him. From the beginning, Joseph was the most favored son of the patriarch Jacob. This was because he was the son of the wife that Jacob loved most. Her name was Rachel. But singling out Joseph for special treatment had a big downside. His brothers came to hate him. Joseph did not make matters better in the way he treated them. He told them about dreams that he had, dreams in which they were bowing down to honor him. One day his brothers just couldn't take it any longer. They threw him in a pit and were ready to kill him when traitors passed by. Instead, they sold Joseph into slavery. He ended up in Egypt, serving in the household of a prominent man, Through a turn of events, he ended up in prison with his life in danger, and likely he would have been executed, except that it was discovered that he could interpret dreams. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, was having troubling dreams, and he sought help in interpreting them, and Joseph was remembered. This led to Joseph being elevated to become prime minister of Egypt. As prime minister, Joseph began a program of storing grain that saved thousands of people when famine came to the land. Indeed, his actions ended up saving his own family as well. Now, our text for today comes from the time when Joseph has been reunited with his family. His father Jacob had just died, and this awakened in his brothers the fear that Joseph would take his revenge on them. But notice what Jacob says here. I'm sorry, Joseph says here, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Now, Joseph doesn't clear his brothers from the wrong that they have done. He doesn't say what they did was okay. Instead, he says that though they wanted to hurt him, God was working even through that to accomplish his purposes. He's not angry with them. He has no plans to take revenge, though even here his brothers lie to him. Now it is true that though what they did to him brought immense heartache and distress 
to not only him, but also to his father, it put him in harm's way. Joseph has arrived at a perspective that I think we need to hear. He could see the many people that God saved by bringing him to Egypt. Now, Joseph's story is helpful to us because there are times when we experience distress and loss, as Joseph experienced when he was there in Egypt. But we can trust that even then, God is working to save people, to extend his grace to more and more people. Now, you might wonder how we can have this confidence. We see there is one far greater than Joseph who came into our world on a life-saving mission. Jesus, at great cost to himself, passed through death for the saving of so many people. At the time, his crucifixion must have looked to the disciples like an immense mistake. They could not imagine how God would use the work of Jesus at the cross to bring freedom and forgiveness to us. And if God can do that, if God is doing that in our world, we can trust that God is working through us and our lives as well, even when the way is hard for us. We can say as Joseph did, this hurt, but I trust that God is using this for good. We can say this because of Jesus. Having this perspective transforms our vision as we head into the new year. Now, likely, as you look at your story, you can see that God has done this work already in and through you. You can see God redeeming difficult times and even moments of loss for good. There are many such times related to us in Scripture. For example, when the Apostle Paul was in prison, he told the church in Philippi, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. In Paul's time, being in prison was shameful and placed him in danger. And also, Paul might feel like pulling away from active ministry was a big mistake. But here he explains that the Lord has used this time to spread the gospel in ways that he couldn't have imagined. He can see purpose in his heartache and that God is redeeming this time as well. Let us pray for this as we're going through this year, insight into God's goodness in times when we experience difficulty. Let's pray. Lord God, we rejoice in your sovereignty and how you work through our times of distress and difficulty to accomplish your purposes. Remind us that you desire to spread your grace in the world so that people can come to, come to you and know you. Open our eyes to see your ways, for we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.